0: Blonde is many things, but it is also a feast for the eyes. Put it on at a party, put it on mute. (laughs) (laughs) That would actually free people. (laughs) If people have done any drugs, they'll be like, holy shit! (laughs) Is that JFK? (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to the 50th episode of this podcast. Can you believe that? 50 episodes? Can't. 50 times. Five zero. I've come all the way here and we've had to sit down and do this. That's, that's a year. We had our, our year anniversary recently and yep, now we're a couple, having like weeks, weeks 50th go. episode. And we couldn't have done it without you guys listening thank you for listening listening. it's very appreciated but don't say that that makes me think the episode's (laughs) over it's a very short (laughs) episode. this episode is coming (laughs) it's like the time we lost an episode so we have oh yeah that's you know this highs and lows the highs and lows of a year of podcast production of just the two of us trying Mm. to plug cables in and say is that rolling is that rolling with jobs squeezing it in i can't do tonight okay what have you seen can we do this have you emailed this constant we're surprisingly committed to it like, like I I'm obviously not. we enjoy it. I'm not. I <laughs> this is how I do it. <laughs> yeah, I percent No, like considering that it's just a it's a complete, you know, side project that we do, yeah. It takes up so much more time than yes. I would ever have thought yes. it does. But, but yet like you, you come here every week, where I'm set up, yes. whether it's a busy week, like I've I've literally been all over the world this yes. year, like which is great, but it means I've just I've never actually been in the country. Yes. But still, like the days I'm here. We record. We do it. I love it. I love like we've, we've gained an audience in this year, which yeah, has been amazing. You. I hope. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. So episode 50. Episode 50. So welcome to episode 50. And we're just going to change things up slightly today because we're going to begin with an email today. Because it's our 50th. Because our 50th. And this, and this question, I think, because it's our 50th, cuts to the identity of the show. Yeah. And who we are. So we thought we'd open with this email. James? This one is from Billy, who writes in just like you can to hello at popkitchenpodcast.com. And he says, Hey, guys, big fan of the podcast. Thank you, Billy. My girlfriend and I love watching it curled up on the sofa, which I think is <laughs> adorable, really like with the Rings of Power. Hey, like, guys. yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> like, Do so you want to watch uh, Rings of Power, House of Dragon, or uh, Pulp Pop Kitchen? kitchen. <laughs> the dynamic between you both is lots of fun. And we you. love your anecdotes. This may seem like a bit of a strange line of questioning. But where did you meet? And what was the first film you bonded over? I know it's quite personal, and we're veering on creepy parasocial territory here, but I'm sure other listeners would also love to hear the anecdote of how you two became friends. The Pulp Kitchen origin story, if you will. Hmm. Keep up the good work, Bill. Well, Bill. We have touched upon this. I think briefly fleetingly when we talked other about episodes. the trailers that we loved. loved. We talked about I bonding also, over. Yeah, so It's sort of come up, but we should do it as it's our 50th episode. It indulges. was 1994. <laughs> <laughs> Indulge us briefly as we yeah. just reveal a little bit how we know each other. So mm-hmm. James and I met in the halcyon days of 2015, January 2015, when we're both at university in 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 the second UK, second year of university. Had, hold on, before you go into how we officially met, had are you sure we never interacted prior to that? I hate. I hope this isn't a bruised to your ego, James. But I'd never heard of you and never seen you. <laughs> Prior to meeting you, okay. Same. so I, I had no idea who <laughs> you were, um, and also friend, I was. We, we were both around, like we both did yes, drama we stuff. We had overlapping had friends, not, and we, we would have been in the. scene you know, on like the auditions day in yeah. first year, we would have been in that room, maybe like, waiting. Sure. Anyway. Anyway, so we're at university, and you know, as you can probably tell over fifty episodes now, James and I have a taste for the theatrics. <laughs> and we we both auditioned we were both auditioning for plays for uh that year's that terms terms, uh crop of plays we ended up doing a really good play with a lot of other people in it which is really great great fun very bonding experience and you were there and i was there um and so that's how we met we did a play i remember meeting you in the I want to say callback auditions. Right, in, really. you know that like upstairs, like G- I want to say it's like the GS rooms right. in, in in Sussex. Right, I yeah. we were, we were that's all where we went. University, university, and we were like we all still were kind of making fun of each other right. even before we'd been cast. But yeah. it was very much like a, well, well, you, no one was safe. You more so than you more so, James. <laughs> James, he's got better now. You're softer and nicer now. But yeah you the you time, think in, You were you were a bit harsh. I mean, I, I don't I, think we hang out in, with a big group of guys anymore. I like if we went on a lads' holiday, I'd be back. When we when we read, did the read through for the play i got one word i mispronounced one word and George, you <laughs> on me <laughs> instead of saying misled he said i've been misled yeah yeah i, I just in, in my head That's i don't know why, never not been funny. i just <laughs> thought the person was talking about being miserly and i misread it and you were just there next to me and you were like oh my anyway um soon enough though because we're doing, the, the play is relevant because because it, it is relevant because in doing a play Mm-hmm. With quite a big cast, mm-hmm. there was a lot of waiting around. There's a lot of waiting in the so wings. Even which even is though, the best part of being in any, like, play, right? Yeah, exactly, which is the good... Even though we all had a decent amount of work to do, like, yeah. scene to scene, but there was always these break points. And you're waiting in the wings. What do you do? You sit, you chat, you have fun. And a big thing to talk about in 2015 with like-minded theatrical creative people was... Star cinema Wars films and well, star, yeah, yeah, cinema and films but particularly but this we was at about the that. time when the internet had like the only thing that owned the internet was the Force Awakens trailer yeah the, right? and the anticipation for it to come out and, that, that and, and I think what's interesting is we talked we talked about this before is how different everyone's emotional relationship was to Star Wars before it's sort of been you yeah. know opened up and done to death but it was something that was special it was rare. We we didn't yeah. have we didn't know if it was ever coming back, which yeah. that now sounds ridiculous. I know, of I know, course right? it was yeah. gonna come back. But there was this time where we there was this feeling that what was happening was really special. Yes. It was for the nerds who had grown up with it, who yeah. loved it and adored it. And you just all of a sudden could talk about Star Wars with anyone. Yeah, not saying that what we have isn't special, <laughs> but it was Thank like you—you you, you just like those trailers and yes. those sounds. Like we were in a very theatrical mood, and we would literally like reenact the trailer. Yeah, totally. We were, we, you know, when you especially because by being in a in a rehearsal room, you're already kind of suspended. Vibing you're kind of out yeah, your you're things, suspended. Things. your adult. You're in a very very playful, let's yeah. just say, theatrical mood. So. We were And you know, other people as well. It wasn't just limited to us. We were yeah, all yeah. enjoying and talking about Star Wars and talking about film. And I think we naturally just talked about it from there. And so for the weeks and months that pre- that preceded that, we then talked about films talked about, talk, talked about films, And also just like as a group, like we would go to the pub afterwards. We would talk about like what's being nominated yes. that year. And just like yeah. the, the people I was in plays with and part of like drama stuff I knew just were really into drama, films, but, and like you obviously. Yeah. Exactly. But also I think what's interesting about uh, when I speak to you is that other people were just interested in like, general kind of performance some people were really theatery yes yeah and some people were more you know more specifically into film yes which yeah. is quite cool so that was how we met and then it continued really in in a vein um uh throughout and then well, you, i'd, I'd you, say so i dropped out of uni yes right for for third, i did so after year. second year I dropped out at the start of third year. Should I go? Should I explain this story? Um, no, I mean you can. You, can, you know what? Sorry, should it's, I do it's re- your story. You, only if you want to, James. I I don't mind explaining it. So I was originally doing studying psychology, completely irrelevant to what I do now, mm. right? But when I joined, I was doing psychology with American studies. I realised at uni that I loved being there, but I didn't want to like long this thing out. I was very ready to like start working. And I found that just like doing a year out would elongate this whole process. And I decided I was like, I just want to do three years of uni and then crack on. I'm not going to be a psychologist. Academia is fine, but I definitely wasn't going to be like extending that whole thing. I knew I just wanted to be people. So I was like, I'm just going to switch back to straight psychology, which is a three year course and not a four year course. at the time they were like yeah that's fine we'll just transfer your credits over this is all good and then i finished my second year failed a stats module which by the way everyone fails and you re- you're meant to like retake that in your third year and um which many people did so i failed that stats module and it was like hi please um you know, got an email being like please retake this in the january exams all good Turned up at third year, received no email, started, I was, like, I properly started, I'd been, like, the week before term, and then I did two weeks of uni, I was directing a play, I was going to lectures, like, I was properly, I'd probably started uni, and then I had this um, administrative registration error on my uh, online portal, and I thought, huh, that's weird, I can't really, like, log in properly. Ignored it for like a few days because I didn't need to do it. And then I needed to log in to see something. So I like tried it again, called up IT. IT were like, oh, that's strange. We'll just check in. It must be something to do with your board. Checked in with like the course thing. They were like, oh, that's strange. It says that I kept being pushed on to like three different people. And they were like, oh, that's strange. You're not meant to be here this year. You're meant to be taking a year out to redo your stat, your stats exam. And I was like, oh, well, no one's told me that. Surely I can just retake it. I'm here now. I've signed up. I have a house. Like I've paid a deposit. Like I've started going to lectures surely we can just readjust that. And to this day, no one ever gave me a proper explanation as to why this couldn't really, mm-hmm. I couldn't do it, but they said it's something to do with how the, the, the credits were allocated across different years. I wasn't even doing that. It's not like I was doing really badly and I didn't have enough credits. Like I, I was doing right. like well enough to actually get into third sure. year. And um, it was really bad. Like the, the I had to appeal a Zamble decision, which got rejected. And then I appealed it again, they said no. I went to the head of psychology, who was like, "This is ridiculous. I'm going to help you out. You've started third year. Mm. Blah blah blah. Very traumatic. Got my mum to come down and was like, I, I, I pleaded with them. I was like, Do you understand? Like, if you lift me out of this year without having to plan my year out, I'll probably be quite like distressed and like yeah. completely Depressed. sort of disinjected. I'll be leaving my friends. I'll yeah. have to go home, and I can't. If I'd known in May, I could have been like, Okay, I'll plan a gap year, yeah, of course, or I'll yeah. plan a job, or I'll go travelling, or whatever. Couldn't do any of that. So basically, in October of that year. After I'd started third year, I had to move home. And I told them, I was like, do you realize I probably won't come back? Like, I'll have to move on. You're going to actually lose out whole years of fees if you don't just let me do this. They completely, like, rejected by the system. No one was personally there to be like, this is obviously not in this student's best interest. Fuck, this guy's gone. So I then basically had to move home and just start working, which ended up being one of the best things that ever happened to me. Because I think I sort of worked in a restaurant for a bit. Then I got a job in TV. And then I got offered a a full-time job for the September that I would have gone back to do my third year. And I decided to just take that momentum and do that. And I've just done production ever since. So it was actually like a really great thing for me, but you and I always stayed in touch. Yes, we did. (laughs) Long story back about my life. I do remember how I got into it. First of all, I'm sorry when I was like, oh, you don't have to tell her, but no, that is interesting. And and I'm sorry, you know, it is a shame, but you know what, you were still present. And what was quite interesting is that in my third year, then the the year where you weren't there, you were than around. First of all, I ended up being in that play that you were meant to. You were meant to direct. Yes, which I, I was turned you, you were in the audition, and then like just James wasn't there anymore. Yeah, but I also remember we when we then put, put that play it. on at Christmas time. You then came, came to, to see visit. It, yeah, and I remember you came kind of earlier just to hang out with people and talk. To yes, people, and then yeah. we were deconstructing the set afterwards, and I remember you very vividly. You and I carrying a massive. Flat, yes. you know, a massive flat. theater flat, like a like, a like fake wall, a yeah. stage wall, yeah, f- stage, fake stage wall, um, up the stairs, and we were just like nattering about all these meaningless oh. films. I remember you telling me about Fanforstic, you know, and yeah. how terrible it was. Yeah. And We were just like, walking out be like, oh my god, about Fanfostic, was terrible. Have you ever seen this one? You, we you... were always just yes overlapping, overlapping talking, talking yeah. back and forth. We would do bits from films we didn't know the other person had seen, and like you would pick up yeah. on that scene and continue yes, it, that, and, and that was that's what a it was. key part of it. Actually, sorry as well, yeah, yeah. yeah one of us would make a very oblique. Ob- reference or quote you don't film. think other people get and it's an amazing get. catharsis of realizing like oh this guy yeah, also yeah, yeah. knows that <laughs> scene and can actually like do the rest of the yeah. scene with me yeah yeah and it was just like yeah just like an electric energy and uh also um i was just trying to think what we went to the cinema to see first and i think i think the first one we ever went to the cinema to see was age of ultron yeah, and Which the Brighton O.D. Brighton yeah. yeah, right. And then after that, probably Suicide Squad. Not after a great start. No, just no. <laughs> <not> like- <laughs> yeah. um, so. Twenty fifteen. I remember talking about that, and then um, you. Yeah and then we did another play together later in the year. So you yeah, kind of an uh, I mean station. I think we could say this now you kind of manipulated the university system to be able <laughs> to go on <laughs> go on <laughs> a, a university trip. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I definitely shouldn't have been allowed of course that paid not. For, no. So James basically James had, at this point was no longer a student and at I Sussex. I, yeah, I wasn't at that point. And we were doing a play in for the Edinburgh fringe which was paid for yeah. by the university. You know, they paid for the travel and the accommodation. And we I just said, the- And we were just like James is a student he's coming back for third year blah <laughs> yeah. blah, blah, blah and obviously you were but no. you, you just got on that gravy train and we went up to Edinburgh for accommodation Edinburgh which yeah. was which is great and in that time as well yeah I, I remember seeing Suicide Squad we, yeah, I, I was working in TV at the time exactly and you had all yes. these stories about it and I remember vividly now walking down the Edinburgh like mile with chairs under my arms or like you know the, the, the detritus of what doing if anyone's done a play at the Edinburgh Fringe you know what it's like and you and I talking about The Prestige being yes. like... But the thing is, it really is actually one of the best just films. Sassing over it. <laughs> and it's honey. underrated, yeah. Um, how did you not know? Yeah. Well, well, if I could see you kissing her legs you, on the yeah. side, then so can the, the guys, So the straight. eggs arrive yeah. three and four. Yeah. And uh, I think the other people in the trip were just like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. It just was just almost... Like, the... um, people were slightly taken aback by how quickly we could just snap back. Yeah. And then... I want to say what it was it was during the rehearsals for that you and I started yes, talking about the idea. We, yeah. we both we both obviously loved films and love film podcasts, long in-depth discussion, you know, talking about contrasting films, listening to people review them, different mm. opinions And we thought arrogantly as, you know, t- t- two, <laughs> 2 20 guys. 21 year old people. We thought why don't what if we were to do What a if we film gave podcast? it a try? Yeah. What if we what if we tried to capture the energy yeah. and and like, you know, this friendship and like the passion for film we put that into a show and this would have been what 2016 2016 so So a while ago this was idea was brewing and i just want to say a massive thank you to everyone who has just given us a chance going oh maybe i'll listen to the episode like it it. really does mean so much there is so much content out there to choose from you guys have busy days you've got a lot going on in your life and for you to take an hour an hour and a half half an hour of us in your lives during so that day cool. we really appreciate it it means a lot and we thank you for it we'll see you at 100 see you at 100 <laughs> episodes this is not the end of the episode we, no. we're going to move on to talk we're about other stuff now we're going to actually do some more content yeah. but I just want to say 50th episode in thank you And fifty episodes later of doing this, we do. We are starting to have exciting opportunities. And people who listen to our episode last week will know that we were invited to the Crown at, uh, premiere Hello, we, at Pop Kitchen Podcast on that's Instagram. Exactly. And if you are watching the Crown, have you checked out last week's episode? Mm-hmm. Um, and. We were very lucky to be invited by Netflix to the world premiere at Theatre Royal Drury Lane earlier this week. If you follow us on Instagram and TikTok, you would have seen clips and posters and uh, posts and photos about us. it. Go follow us. Um, it but was we didn't... It was, after, it was after we recorded our Crown episode so we couldn't talk about it. So yes. we just thought, better tell you what it was like from a, you know, first-person perspective of what going to this premiere was like. Because, you know... Topic of Maverick was a very big premiere. It was a raw Gala, but it was just me because James was away. Amsterdam was fun, but it was like, it wasn't like all bells and whistles. It, it wasn't black tie or anything. It was, it was a green carpet. green carpet, please. And also like the content of Amsterdam was like, okay, fine. Yeah. But this, you know, you and I both love The Crown. Mm-hmm. We were very excited. We both got suited and booted. And I think what's worth saying is that it be- the evening began disastrously. It was pouring down the rain. biblical British rain. I yeah. get out of Covent Garden Co- Tune Station, it is just like thunder and <laughs> We've got a four-minute run
1: it's to get to, to where we get, get. soggy by the time yeah. we
0: turn up. And, and you, you know, you'll see a clip of it... Uh, in the video, but like we then sprint through Covent Garden in the rain in our tuxes, getting completely everything soaked. crinkled and I this, know, and we just like just dance. Because you and know wet. when you turn up, you are like, okay, I am ready. I've got my hair ready and everything, no, my suit ready, and you just done. it's just like, nah, I am gonna douse you with water, and yeah. it felt like the third act of a British rom-com. Yeah. We were, like, running through the streets Rolling of Covent through, Garden with yeah. the Christmas lights reflected yeah, in the rain. It lovely, yeah. and it was like And it was like, we have to tell her. We must <laughs> let her know that I yeah. love her. Um, so then we turn up to get our tickets. And, and like, weird. sort of little queue for yeah, and little queue. quote and, VIPs. Yeah, and people are in, like, long backless ball gowns and big glittery suits. Yeah. And, and, and they all look completely soaked. And everyone's just <laughs> yeah. a little bit like, oh, and we're, hu- hu- we're waiting, we're queuing under the canopy of this sweet shop yeah. to go around the corner and bend in. Um... And then we're with Fred through, and yep. it's a red carpet. And We see some people on Netflix. We know, oh, mm-hmm. hey, how you doing? Great, good. I'll take it. So then you're, you're led You're sort of round. looped round a bit, and you get your picture the, taken. At, at the, main the main photo wall. And this is the main photo wall, where obviously the, the talent would later arrive, and Ross got taken And this up. is an interesting experience. This is a new one Not Not both of us. Not because you and I... Oh, at all famous and no, no one had we, any clue who we are yeah no one but knows. there's this slightly overwhelming bit and i'm sure if you're margot robbie this is that times 150 yeah. but you you go up and it's your queue and someone goes okay you two please come through and all of a sudden it's like flash 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 yeah. and someone's going okay guys looking at my camera yeah. please thank you and you're like oh my god yeah yeah And it's like, okay now the next row above me please and it's like bah, 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 bah. it's like it, it's got that horrible like punchy flash thing because you yeah. you just realise there are so many eyeballs looking there there are um three rows high they're all at different heights yeah, aren't they, of people and then I'm thinking like what? should I be smiling as I am would that look weird do I need to like do a do like a, 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 a red carpet you know I clench you think? I've never thought about how I Me should have and, know, and, I, and I, there was a moment when we were there and we and I think we both were quite thunderstruck. We we're just <laughs> yeah. like oh my god I have no idea. And it doesn't matter because no one apart from us will ever look no, at it. No, I know they had ahead. no idea but it was just a proper like up, here, up, here, up here. and it's like it's like you know we've, we could you know when you do a lineup when you've been arrested you have to, uh turn to the left and just flash around, to the right, the right and then, and then we of, goes, okay thank you yeah and then james and i are kind go. of like this is like starstruck like a bit damp our hair's like soggy yeah. my suit is wet and i'm just like who am i what's going on yeah um and then and that's the red carpet itself was basically squelching under because yeah. it had just been doused with water yeah. um Anyway, but it was a very, very I mean, Netflix I had to throw an event. I have to say, like I we, mean the, the, the theatre. Well, we're talking about. We walked into Theatre Royal, which I don't cool. think I've ever been no, out in those rooms before. Beautiful, fantastic, the high so ceiling, chandeliers, chandeliers, like little circular atriums that look down. Yeah. free champagne, canapes. Yeah, and everyone dressed to the nines. Yeah, and the uh, you know the, the the waiting staff were in that the kind of red. Uh, you know the red suits, weren't they? Yes, the valet, yeah, the valet. More kind of photo inside. I, I thought it was interesting how. I mean, I talked to you briefly about this yesterday. How there were almost no sort of conventional famous TV people there, or what I would call mm. like older established who weren't attached talent, to the Who crown. weren't attached yeah. to the People invited were all. TikTokers, social media people. Yes. I recognize like people from TikTok. From Francis Bourgeois was there. Train guy was there. By the and way, I, I, I realized yesterday that for about six months, I've been calling Francis Bourgeois, Francois Bourgeois. It's Francois, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's, even more. It's, not, it's Francis Bourgeois, right? It's Francis. Is it Francis? It's Francis, that's the oh, thing. Oh, I think I've been saying Francis. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, sorry, He's the I, guy, George Dior in Russian. You know, he, oh, you guys have seen him on yeah. you know, Instagram. He's the guy who's like, I've been taking an A380 bus to, to you know, I, I'm waiting for the A329 to take me to Stansted. oh <laughs> <laughs> Here it comes you know yeah, that's, that's... love you francis Sorry. he's great he's and he was very nice we met briefly yeah and um yeah it was interesting that they have probably gone the pr approach for that is let's not have like three expensive influencers or tv people who won't post about it yeah. let's bring a hundred yeah. micro influencers yeah. high is... who are Hello. probably gonna like be really happy to be there make loads of content and also happy to do it for free um Anyway, it was just, and it was it was very nice. We saw a, a couple of actors and stuff, and then we go to take our seats. We had the best I, seats well, I, I, in I, the theater. I you, you mean if this was a proper like theater production, five hundred pound, five hundred pound tickets, royal so like, circle, royal circle, upper tier, yeah. second row, yeah. Yes. Clear, unobstructed view yeah. of the entire stage dead elevated, center. dead center. bang on the middle. Yeah. Like I literally I who I was I was in a melda Staunton seat, yeah. as far yeah. as I was concerned. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. I was looking I was like, this must be yeah. a mistake. It was it was terrific. Amazing. And and then uh Edith Borman comes on the stage. She does all of these ones. Yeah, you know, she, she nice presence and she introduces the whole cast and so well, uh, first of all, Ted Sarandos it was there, who who is the, he the head of Netflix, co-CEO of Netflix with Reed Hastings, but also the head of content. So I was like, whoa, they are pulling out the big guns. Did guys. a little speech about The Crown, how it came about. Yes, and, and um, you know, they've been working on it for 10 years, and the idea to recast has always been part of the show. Yeah. And then she brings on Peter Morgan, who created it, Amelda Staunton, who is, you know, very small. Yeah, yeah she's small. <laughs> um, Jonathan, Jonathan Price, Price, Dominic West, uh, Dominic West Elizabeth Debicki, John, Johnny Lee Miller, yeah. uh, Leslie Manville. And you know, there was a brief moment where she sort of asked questions. Edith Bowman would ask questions briefly yeah. to each member of staff. And, you know, they're shooting season six right now. Yeah, yeah. And so Edith Bowman said, you know, is it is it a night off for you, Melder? Or and Imelda Storm just said, I'm leaving in five. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've got work <laughs> till to tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. And she probably has to do like a lot of hair and makeup to look like yes, the queen. Exactly. So um yeah, she was just really honest. Because you know that happens. Like, I don't think yeah. these actors are just gonna sit there and watch the film. No, I don't think any talent is because, you know, no. they've seen it. They are in it. Yeah, they don't yeah. need to. Yeah. Jonathan Price was great great banter, so charming. He was talking about how he was performing on this stage like 30 Mm. years ago, and then he pointed out and he said, you know, 30 years ago when I was performing on this stage, do you know who was in the audience selling ice creams and programs? Johnny Lee Miller. Love it. Teased him. Um, You know, and Dominic West was really funny because he clearly because they're still filming had the mannerisms of charles yes. and he put his hand he in his pocket sort of the side pocket that, uh, pocket that charles talking, does yeah. um and then you know elizabeth debicky very gracious leslie manville funny johnny miller kind of reserved probably still yeah. slightly john major mode even though he's probably not in season six that no. much um yeah, uh, and, then we watched, uh, and, and then and then we watched episode one, which we'd seen before, but great to see again. As we said, yeah. the, the crown is so richly detailed. And I'm so glad I've seen an episode in a cinema slash theatre, yeah, like in true. a dark room. Oh, and we forgot they played the theme live. Oh, and they live had a ballet f- performance doing it as well. This live, yeah. yeah, classical musicians yes. played the theme and yeah, the wonderful ballet performance. And then they decided to play episode three. They played episode one, one and episode one and three. three. So we'd seen episode one and we were like, okay, good. We hadn't seen episode three yet. We thought we're going to wait to see this with our respective people yeah, because yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't want to ruin it. And... Uh, a lovely night was had, and it was a lovely premiere. So that's what it was and like. Thank you so much for the invite again. To yes, Netflix. Um, yeah, that was and, really And cool. uh, it was a jolly good time, and that's and that was nice to have a third premiere this year, and yeah. nice to talk about it on our fiftieth episode. Follow the channels for more premiere goodness, more fun things, more shenanigans. James, let's get a quick review in as well. Look, I think it's worth saying that. We both tried to go and see Black Panther. Oh, God. So, which came out... We're filming this on a Saturday. That came out yesterday... And we both you couldn't. I yesterday I was I had I started I had a five AM start. So I was like I want to try and catch like a decent time screening. I checked all well, the Vue website was yeah. crashing as I was trying to book the tickets. And I saw that the screenings were like full apart from three tickets. Tried to book it couldn't. Yeah. Kept going later and later and later. I think it's almost a three hour. I think yeah. it's two and a half hours. And I was looking at a ten thirty, and the, the site was not loading. And there were five tickets left. And I ch- kept trying to book. It. I was like I'm not doing this. I'm not okay. going for a ten thirty screening to try and see it. But what that means is that black. Panther Wakanda Forever is probably enjoying the same success yes. that Black Panther 2018. Yeah. Well, good for it. Did which is which is fantastic. fantastic. But there is like a Black Panther factor, isn't there? Yeah, of course. Where I think it's just got. There's a huge appetite to go and see this. I, you do love to see it. You love to see, it, regardless. Yeah, you think yeah. about film that film is just being con- like eaten up by an audience. They're passionate yeah. about it. That's great. However, it means we haven't seen. We it. haven't seen. We'll it. try it and see it. Don't get episode. me wrong. But. uh in lieu of that, there is something new out that we both quite like that Mm. we have seen a bit of, which is the new season of The White Lotus, which uh, we talked about, I think, in our first ever episode. We just finished uh, the one. If you haven't seen The White Lotus, the first season, it is about, it's this sort of series, an ensemble series set in Hawaii about this uh, luxury resort called The White Lotus. And it's about the relationship between the staff and the tourists and the role of money and wealth, and the toxicity that involves, and the toxicity of tourism, and uh, there's an underlying note of sinisterness, and there is very, it's very funny at times, but it is quite sharp. dark. There's the, you know, the, the first season of White Lotus opens and someone has someone has died, and yes. then it cuts back to one week earlier. Anyway, there was open to great success, one of the best opening theme tunes as well we've yeah. had since like Game of Thrones, and now unsettling and weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very distorted. Strange imagery that Mm, kind of mm, foreshadows what's going to happen. Yeah, like the rotting wallpaper. Anyway, cut a year later, they've made another season and it it did very well at the Emmys, I think. And uh, I think Jennifer Coolidge won an Emmy, I believe. Yeah. And I was a little bit nervous because I thought that's very quick to suddenly turn around a series. And they've treated it like an anthology, so... Whole new cast, except for Jennifer Coolidge, which we'll get to. And the idea is that the White Lotus is like a a very premium hotel group that has hotels all around the world and that, you know, all of these bad stuff Exactly. So this is set at a different White Lotus resort. This is set in Sicily um, and with a cast that includes Jennifer Coolidge returning as her character. That is the only crossover at the moment. Uh, Theo James, Aubrey Plaza, Tom Hollander, um... Uh, ooh, oh, tell me how. Oh, um, oh uh, uh, Michael Imperioli. Yes. Oh, F. Murray Abraham. Oh my yeah, God! Yeah. So F. Murray Abraham, of course, most famous for playing Salieri and Amadeus, and yeah. m- much else besides. Great to see him, um, and of course, uh, it's a lot of Italian actors as well, which yeah. is great. So, um, a bit like, like White Lotus season one. I don't think this is a spoiler to mm. say this begins in the same territory. Uh, someone's died. Someone has died and you see the brief scene then and then it cuts to one week before and you have the arrival of the guest. i'm so sorry james i will let you speak in a second no 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 not you have the arrival of the guest and you have the same thing it's money it's wealth it's uncomfortableness there's tension there's claustrophobia and it's a bit like when i talked about like glass onion when i went to see that and i was like yeah. oh i get what this brand is now like with glass onion knives out it's like it's a murder mystery but with all about the rich and powerful and with white lotus i was like okay i'm in i see what the brand is every season someone's going to be dying and it's going to be set at a luxury hotel that's the setup we really like the first season. It's made by Mike White, who is a writer-director who's written lots of screenplays. Most, if you know him as an actor, he he played he played the real Mr. Schneebly in School of Rock. Yeah, he's the yeah, actual he Mr. Yeah, Schneebly. That, yeah. um, well, anyway, well, this is Mr. Mr. Schneebly. It's uh, funny. I don't work for them. Let me give them a call. Ned, boom. <laughs> <Nat. laughs> anyway. James, White Lotus Season 2, what do you well, think? Well, yeah, just hearing you talking about the structure of it, it was interesting. I was wondering how the opening would be, but it seems like they, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We're going to do the exact same thing. Here's a dead body bodies actually for this one and you just left with this morbid curiosity Mm. knowing how's it all gonna happen who's gonna do what and i think um even though it is really close to the first series i like how it's um tackling completely new dynamics of wealth and class Mm. and it's introduced these you've got these um interesting dynamic where you've got these two couples who are apprehensively staying at the same resort Mm. and the two guys are Uh, business partners and former college friends who basically recently sold their business i think and they've come into a lot of money i think it's that the uh i understood it to be that um theo james is 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 already wealthy yes that was it and Aubrey plaza's husband has recently made a lot of money yes and theo james has said come away with us we're gonna go to sicily come with and And he's gone, yeah, okay. And then Aubrey Plaza's there kind of being like, I don't really know these people. I don't really like them. And I'm basically stuck in this foursome for a week. That's basically, yeah. You've got these... Uh, this, this son, this father, and this grandfather mm. who are Italian-American who are basically coming to Sicily to reconnect with the grandfather's grandmother's village. heritage yeah, yeah. village. And I think I think it's sort of tackling this idea of uh, Americans adopting identity of countries and mm. sort of reclaiming it yeah. for their own. And then actually, you know how like loads of Americans would be like, I'm Italian yeah. or I'm Irish yeah. when it's only like two generations away where yeah. it's like, I have Polish heritage, but yeah. I don't go around saying I'm Polish. Right. It's very, it's a very American yeah, thing to yeah, sort of adopt so. that identity. And obviously, they're now coming to Sicily yeah. and bringing their own Americanisms to yeah. it. You've got Jennifer Coolidge's sort of like millennial uh, or Gen Z assistant, yes. who's like 23 or something, who just probably was willing to say yes to any job, and she's ended up being in one of those things where you get flown out somewhere, yeah. but she's working for Jennifer, the Jennifer Coolidge character, yeah, who's yes. just completely unhinged, skittish. Uh, and, and I think basically what I'm trying to say is I like how it's given me completely new, fresh dynamics of how to dissect the the sort of wealth yes. uh, and different ways in which it manifests in different situations. And the woman who I, I don't know her name, but she's taking on this like Basil Fawlty character who's mm-hmm. the manager of the yeah. uh, of the hotel. And she has to almost like, Present this perfect version of the hotel, mm. but it's ev- nothing is perfect, yeah. and people are chaotic, and people are out of control. Yeah. And I'm, I, I, we're only two episodes in, so I'm two episodes in, but already I'm really enjoying its new framework, even though uh, yeah. it exists in that same structure. No, I agree, and and um, what happens as well, what they've amplified this time is that of course there's a language barrier, there's a cultural divide. Yes. Whereas before, it's obviously a Hawaii, different culture, but it's you it's know the United American. States. But like here, you know the um, the Italian hotel manager, she. Says things that come across really blunt and sort of say, yeah. Well, why would you fly through Rome? And of course, you're going to lose your bags there. Yeah. And they're kind of like, Okay, she's so got that um, that issue. I think with Jennifer Coolidge's character, it's brilliant. So, in her character in the first season, was sort of re- recovering from like the, the loss of her mother and was like very needy, but also a bit. Uh, and in this one, she's there to like process stuff. And basi- basically, she plays a character who is so wealthy that she could have no problems, it, but she just invents problems for herself. And everyone around her needs to sort of handle her yes. doing everything because yeah. she's never going to handle it herself, yeah. right? She's yeah. just like, like, she's like an aging child. As yeah. One of what she's yeah. This, this big, this grown up baby. There's also in this season, what I like um, is this, the looming presence of ancient culture and, like, myth. Yeah. And there's these busts of, like, Roman uh, antiquity and around and Mars and head and distorted, you know, myths. Oh, yes, that's a myth about someone who caught their husband cheating and cut, she cut off his head. And you've got the wallpaper. Again, here's what's brilliant as well, the opening... Um, begins and i thought oh no they've not used the same thing and then it, came back. And, and then it yeah. comes back in and they've been they, this they, new sort of this, re, yeah, renaissance, yeah, renaissance italian um, yeah and then the same thing with like the italian wallpaper sort of slowly rotting and distorting. And and it starts that that is same with the first series but it starts very calm like echoing mm-hmm. and then towards the end it's like ah, it gets, yeah. it gets really intense and it really builds a crescendos yeah. just like at each episode in the series yeah. does um, and i what i think also stood out for me this time is I found it really really funny. Oh, it's I, so good! Really, really, and not funny in a way that kind of upends any of the drama, but one that absolutely amplifies it. You know, it's uncomfortable and it's stupid. I mean, Jennifer worthy. Coolidge is a couple of moments in the first episode where, like, like in the restaurant, uh, uh, she she's got her assistant there, yeah. but her husband basically says. You need to send your assistant home. Why have you brought your assistant? We're it's on a holiday. holiday. Yeah, it's a holiday. And she goes, "Okay, I've sent her away." But she's just said, "No, no, you have to stay in your room." And this <laughs> is like, "But I need to eat." Yeah. And every time she comes down for breakfast, she's like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "I don't know. I need to eat." Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, thats just funny. There's a great conversation between the dynamic between, like I said, the grandfather, the father, and, and, and the son. So F. Murray Abraham plays this eighty-year-old grandfather, flatulent grandfather who mm. keeps flirting and hitting on these much younger, very glamorous Italian, um, you know, waitresses. Yeah, and the 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 you know the uh, the father figure Michael Imperioli says, hey, Dad, you know what are you doing? Yes, I'm at work in Hollywood. Yeah. And then the son says, Yeah, when you get older, I mean, like fifties old, and his dad's like, well, I, I'm I'm nearly fifty. Fifties not <laughs> those old. Are, those are I mean, those. It's, it's no spoilers, but I feel like those three men re- are representing like uh, some sort of attitudes and approaches towards women at different ages. Yes, and yeah. I think you said, I, I I don't know. It's only two episodes, but I have a feeling they oh. are sort of showing yeah. how different generations of men at different ages will will be receiving women basically. and you know, we talked recently about game I've of thrones women. you know house, yeah. house of Dra- dragon we talked about like drag- house of the dragon sorry i know i dropped the that. right. it just sounds You're better cool. yeah yeah, kid, yeah. house of dragon yeah. you know um about how that used its cast and it would play you it would get you to invest in one character then completely use that to play you off against another character yes you've got in. and you kind of have that happening here with this foursome dynamic between Uh, you know, Theo James and his, and his girlfriend and Aubrey Plaza and her husband. And it's like, you know, Theo James is, is despicable and and like you know very wealthy detached kind of ignorant, ignorant money. but um, you know doesn't really vote doesn't believe in like HR laws enough. too but like chooses not to exactly engage. yeah, yeah. And, and that dynamic is good because you're capturing the kind of conversations that couples have when they go out for dinner with a couple like can yeah. you believe they said that yes yeah but he's probably pretending like they, they don't fight like yeah. we do but like they're not happy but, but, but what I like is for the most of the first episode you're really with like you can see it from Aubrey Plaza's point of view and you think mm. oh god these people are obnoxious but then by the end there's a couple of things that she does in her own sort of like overly frazzled neurotic um like ardent liberal way as right? so as mm. you could put it right someone who's just always wanting to talk to you about the end of the world yeah that actually is shown up very well by Theo James's character and I'm like I like what you've done there you've maybe sort of uh, Liceless, like, like, like Aubrey Plaza and for way. most of the episode then you flipped it and yeah you, it just creates a wonderful tension throughout, throughout the whole show not to mention of course as well the glamorous setting that it's in oh beautiful uh, do you think this is always re- oh, sorry, yeah. go on. no no I just think I think there's a point about what, what I think the, the White Lotus is very smart at doing is that if you look at the history of television particularly American television what has always happened is that you'll have uh, uh, like, take, like friends or new girl or something and you know it's uh, the the how the homes that they live in and the lifestyles they live are above the jobs they work and the lifestyle yeah. they, you know the, the actual money they would actually earn right so there's the disparity but because but it's because it's selling you a dream right it's mm. it's aspirational it's yeah. like yeah well you know, you want to watch this sitcom and not worry about their life. You want to be like, oh, well, they, they live in a nice apartment, right? And that's easy to film in a big space. Yeah, and how which many times like have we practically... like watched a film which is about like a struggling artist and you're like, really? But you're living in like a central Manhattan apartment. The, the friend's fantastic. apartment, Monica's apartment, if uh, as it was in New York, would easily be worth close to $5 million. Yeah, right, exactly, okay? But it's like the White Lotus has said, look, we know as television that we need to give you something nice to look at. Mm. No, people like to look at escapism, nice locations, nice apartments, whatever. We can give you that, but we're also going to dissect the toxicity dissect it, of wealth. examine it, <laughs> yeah. di- dissect it. So we, we guess we're basically giving you it hand in hand. And I, mm. I, 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 it, can have, it can have its cake and eat it. Um, I thought it was really smart. I think uh, this series so far really enjoys using sex and sexual tension yes. uh, to like. Uh, to sort of take the characters out of their comfort zone Mm. reattach people you never think would and it just it just loves using sex as an awkward tool people getting changed in ways they shouldn't attractions that shouldn't be happening there are these two characters who I think are brilliant they're they're so good they're two uh, like sex workers Mm. who are like they sort of are local to the area but they basically try to sneak into the hotel as guests and basically like attract the the money of rich punters to Mm. basically uh, do what they do and um they they basically like, that creates a whole new dynamic because the hotel manager knows who they are yeah. and she's like I know what you're doing get the hell out of yeah. here but um, yeah I, I try try not to spoil episode two basically because yeah. I'm thinking about things but um, that's such a great. Uh, use of something to create extra dynamics on a holiday. Yeah. You're away from your environment, and on um, you know shooting something beautiful. The White Lotus has, does a really good job of making an incredibly beautiful landscape feel slightly unnerving and haunting. Yes, it's almost yeah. too perfect. It's it's yeah. too it's too beautiful. Yeah, it, it is a beautiful beach, but a body just washed up. Exactly, because it. it, it's always trying to walk that line about how uncomfortable that unnatural tourism and is, and how fake it is. Yeah, yeah and how yeah, fake tourism dynamic. is, and. Um, no, that's why I like why lotus as well is that it's a it's a new ip essentially it's only been around mm. for a year so i think it's great that we talk. you know i wanted to talk about it we're and, recommending it yeah if we you, are recommending it seen it's either, really any of different it, go and watch well. season one it's fantastic the whole style of it is it's like oh you know that's i was be oh that's oh it's really uh, yeah it, it's a, it's literally you have a morbid curiosity the whole time yeah. just wanting to see more of it what i'm so i always see the murder in the beginning or who died in the beginning and i'm like i want to i want to know what happened yeah. how did it all happen yeah and you know it's all gonna like just so. I believe off. if you're if you listening to this in the UK, uh, White Lotus is on Sky or Now TV, yeah. Um, and then obviously it's an HBO, in the, show, HBO yeah. in, in the other parts of the world. But uh, let us know your thoughts if you've seen it, we'd love to, and then we'll do a spoiler chat at the end, yeah, yeah. To oh, yeah, it, absolutely, love to. <laughs> so much content at the moment. It's but... a pulp kitchen thumbs up, hey. <laughs> I just wanted to read a really nice email from Priya from sunny LA. Oh, an LA listener, hello. wrote a nice email and just quite an interesting little point. Um, But Priya has written in to hello at popkitchenpodcast.com just like you can. If you want to send us your thoughts, your questions, your concerns or your opinion on something we've said, please send it on. Uh, But Priya writes, Hello, Pop Kitchen. Hello. New to the podcast and loving it. Thank you, Priya. I work in set decorating, oh. which means I drive all over this congested city called Los Angeles <laughs> to pick out furniture and other odds and ends for movies and television shows. And I can say that it's been so lovely to stumble across your podcast as it feels like I have company when I'm stuck on the 101 <laughs> attempting to find whatever you. odd request a director I'm can d- drum I'm just up. seeing the beginning of La La Lab now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. What an interesting job. Like, yeah, very because interesting. Because that must be a thing. Like sets need to be filled. And of course. I need so. this, this, yeah. and it must just be a really random list. And I bet you get really good at knowing where to find them yeah. and bet, you would I, just become amazing I, at- I set decorated set designer's home is very interesting because it's full of interesting things yes. that they know how to find. Yes. Like lots of curious antiques. You must frequent next. charity shops because you probably don't have a budget to buy things new mm. and yeah. Um, recently, I had to, oh, okay, here we go, story. Recently, I had to find 50 unique individual parts of antique twin boy dolls Whoa. for a television show and then she puts brackets, minor, minor spoilers for the newest season of Netflix is Dead to Me. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So there you go. Yeah. Again, like what a weird request. I know. And there's just 50 of them. And like driving all the way around Los Angeles to try and, Honestly, it was so challenging that I started just giving haircuts to female twin dolls, and <laughs> safely pinning their dresses to a sort of wide, pe- to a sort of wide pant. By the end, but alas. I digress. Besides really valuing your opinions and my belief that you two are very thoughtful in your film analysis. Thank you. I appreciate the balance of being critical and dissecting a film without being overly negative or expressing little nuance. It takes a hundred people working as hard as they can to put together a film that sometimes just doesn't come across together completely. For example, I think you really handled your dislike or frustrations for the movies with Blonde and Don't Worry Darling really well by addressing your appreciation for production design, Mm. score, costumes, etc. All I can think about are how the craftspeople, some of whom I know personally, working tirelessly to recreate these time periods often to skilled and beautiful results in a less than perfect film anyway apologies that the scene was a bit long keep up the good work and i look forward to listening every week take care priya announced and as you said pronounced priya so thank you <laughs> thank you priya, for Interesting having point you know, i mean Obviously, like th- that's a very lovely email, and we're not just Thank reading you. that out to indulge ourselves no. about how nice it is because I think that, that is a really interesting point. That though. is a really interesting point. Look, we 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 always do as a conscious thing, mm. and that's why we did that in those reviews. We fully recognise because I we've been on film sets, yeah, like yeah. both of us. We recognise so that many people, so many people working so hard to do so many different things that for someone to come along and just go that film didn't work for me <laughs> does it's just not fair at all some people like priya are like yeah driving around all over la to get one tiny detail mm. for something that you might not even see for a scene that might end up getting cut Reducing so, a review to like 140 characters, like was shit, didn't, I like, know. Thing, blah, 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 blah. So, and like, don't worry, darling, completely plot aside, I can just imagine people obsessing over yeah. the outfits, how it's going to yeah. look. What is this like oh, 50s immaculate. Americana, so, like false suburb? It was Literally actually to, beautiful. I was actually talking to my brother recently, and He he listened to the the Blonde Review, and he was like, I'm still going to watch it though, because I like a nice looking film. Mm. And I was and like, It's a beautiful Yeah, I was like, like, cool. I was like, You will struggle, but sure. It is. Blonde is many things, yeah, but it is also a feast for the eyes. Yeah, put it on at a party and put it on mute. <laughs> Just <laughs> Just free <to> <laughs> that would actually free me it's if very people. People have done any drugs? they like, holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that JFK? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Films are made by lots and lots of people, and yeah. we fully respect that, and we we it's we enjoy the like craft that goes into it. Mm. I, you say crafts people. What a great term. Yeah, thank you, Priya. So if you wanted to send us an email, like the one slash two of you did this week, you can do by emailing hello at popkitchenpodcast.com and we would love to read it out in a future episode. Great. Okay, James, let's end our 50th episode with, as ever, a game. I've got one for you. Mm-hmm. I believe you have one for me. I do. Okay, James, I'm going to give you another round of guess the movie based okay. on the movie character. All right, okay? all right. Guess the movie based on the movie character. Okay. In three, two, one. Ellen Ripley. Uh, Alien. Matt Murdoch. Uh, Daredevil. Yep. Scar. Lion King. Duncan Idaho. Oh, it's from What's a Fate? Oh my God, we <laughs> talked about this. Duncan Idaho. It's. Oh, uh, Dude. Uh, yes, well done. Dwayne Hicks. Uh, uh, from uh, Alien. Uh, uh, A- yeah, A- yes, 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 yes that's okay. well done. Martin Riggs, <laughs> Martin Riggs, no, go on, lethal weapon. Ah, oh, okay, James Norrington, James Norrington, no, Pirates of the Caribbean, Com- <laughs> Commodore. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, gotcha. that's me, I know. Annie Wilkes, Annie Wilkes, no, I don't have it. Uh, Misery, no, I haven't seen it. Augustus Gloop, uh, d- uh, Charlie and uh, you want for the truck Factory, yeah, well done, Jack Torrance. Jack Torrance. Come on. Oh, Come on. No, I don't have it. What the Shining. It? Oh, just, okay, a few more. Okay. Buffalo Bill. Uh, Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. It gets yeah. the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. No, I don't have it. science of the Lambs. Oh, Frankenfurter. No, I don't I, have this. Rocky Horror. James. Henry Hill. Henry Hill. Goodfellas. Oh, I All right, these are, I'm terrible, getting harder and harder terrible. for you. Ready? Yeah. Flick. Flick. Uh, could be from loads of things. Uh, flick. Stop. Shush. <laughs> flick. Oh my god! I feel like there's so many characters. Bugs Life. Oh. Chiron. Uh, Moonlight. Yes. Well done. Reynolds Woodcock. Re- Mr. Woodcock? No, not Mr. <laughs> Woodcock. Sean <laughs> Scott. <Williams> no. <laughs> Reynolds, no. I don't Phantom know. Thread. Oh no. I okay. Know, like, Gary Valentine. Larry Valentine is from I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry. No. <laughs> Gary Valentine. <laughs> Gary Valentine. Recent. Same director. No, I don't have it. Uh, Licorice Pizza. And oh, lastly, no. Dorothy Gale. This is a bit of a trick, one. Oh, oh is it uh, like Dorothy from... Um... The Wizard of Oz? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. but you never know where I Dorothy. it. Dorothy. You didn't do very well in that one. Terrible. Did, 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 I can't remember what you thought of Licorice Pizza. You liked it, but didn't love it. Uh, yeah, I felt very mid about it. Very you, mid. You Googled that name. You didn't know the main character's name I know. Licorice Pizza. It's Gary Valentine. No, I, that always stuck oh, with me. Because I, I was like, know it's a it's a love film, and he's called Gary Valentine. Gary Valentine. I'm gonna I be- think after having waited, I feel more fondly about Licorice Pizza than... That, that, even since I've seen it, I think I like it more now. I, th- I remember it fondly. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I call bullshit that you know the name of that character. <laughs> no, I do remember it. I do remember it. I didn't have to look that one up. I, I put Reynolds Woodcock because I remember Dan. I thought, oh, what's the other Paul Thomas Anderson film? Oh, yeah, yeah. Licorice Pizza. Yeah, I never remember. So Reynolds Woodcock is who Daniel Day-Lewis plays. Absolutely. Threat- the, ha- the House no of, no of Woodcock. Uh, you have insulted the House of Stop Woodcock. It. Anyway, okay. there you go. You didn't do very well on that Sharky one. Sharky performance. Yes, I'm so bad at these. What what have you got for me? I have for you some film opposites. Oh, classic! Big 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 fan on the social media of the film opposites. Okay. These kids. Um, if you didn't know, I'm gonna say a film title filled with the antonyms of the film. That's so example Antonyms. And these are loosely. very loose antonyms that yeah. you still. I still think they're always fair. Sometimes I like just throw in a straight up synonym just to throw people off. Just to uh, like, I think I did. It was Manchester by the sea, and I did Liverpool, Liverpool by, by the, the lake. lake. That's no, that's fair enough. But obviously, Liverpool is in the opposite of Manchester. They're not opposing get it. factions, get it. but you get it, right? Okay. So, George, you have to guess the film based on its opposite film title. Ready? Three, two, one. The fact of nothing. The. Of, of everything, the, the, the fact, the, li- the lie of everything. The, li- the, the lie theory of th- everything. <sighs> the noise of the beef. The sound of- Signs of the Lambs. <laughs> yes. Adults work. Children play. Child's play. Yes. Why women. W- why women? X-Men. <laughs> Tomorrow. Yesterday. Fatherless <laughs> queens. Motherless kings? M- motherless kings? Motherless Brooklyn. Oh, Queens, oh, you, Dover, Dorset, Uh, Dover, Calais, Dunkirk. Yes. (laughs) Lightest minute. Darkest hour. The boy on the plane. The girl on the train. Sane, clever, hate. Sane, clever, hate. Uh, Crazy, stupid, love. Avoid the shitters. (laughs) What? Um... (laughs) uh avoid uh the (laughs) fuckers. crude (laughs) crude james you could have got that you could have got that oh that was it yeah that was an episode 50
1: of pop kitchen
0: thank you so much again for listening to 50 episodes we've been around 50 episodes or just joining us Um, as you know we try to release these episodes every single wednesday when James isn't getting like arrested at Heathrow Airport yes, or getting see last into week. a cr- cruise ship. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again for sticking around for 50 episodes. And to many more, please join us again next week. Uh, as ever, guys, Instagram, TikTok, it's all happening there. Give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us a review. If you listen to an Apple podcast, which I know some of you are. A lot of people do. Just drop us a little review. Oh, we'd oh love yeah. It. We'd give love it. five stars. You know, These just, guys just are a, great. All, yeah, just a rating. No, We'd really appreciate it. Really it really helps grow the show. Um, and your support, as ever, is I'm running and we'll out try of and see Black Panther for next week We will, I'm so of course sorry we'll try. if we can literally get a ticket i yeah. <laughs> we'll try and go but I'm like kind of into seeing it but I'm not like I'm, I'm not thinking I must see it mm. I think it'll be a big film that people will want to hear our opinions on sure we talk a lot about Marvel on this don't we of course so look out right. for that I'm going to try and see Living yeah great catch up on that I'm going to catch up it. on Banshees there's, just, there's so, so much content at the moment anyway, it's outrageous but it's an exciting time to be a film and TV watcher right see you guys next week see you next week